Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillah. Vessalatu vesselamu ala Resulillah ve ala alihi ve ashabihi ve men ihtedâ bihudâ. Yekûlullâhu tebâreke ve teâlâ Efetatma'ûne en yu'minu lekum ve kad kâne ferîkum minhum Yesma'ûne kelâmallâhi thumme yuharrifûnehu min ba'di mâ aqaluhu ve hum ya'lemûn. Uh, this is ayah number 75 from Surah Al-Baqarah. And in the last, I think, uh, two or three classes, we talked about the story of the cow, the incident that happened at the time of Musa alayhi salam, and the lessons that we derive from that story. And then we talked about very important some of these important lessons that we do not joke about the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we do not joke about the deen of Allah azza wa jal, we should take every single command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very seriously. And the second lesson was to avoid asking unnecessary questions that will not increase your knowledge, will not benefit you in deen nor dunya. And then at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we said last halakha, compared the three kinds of hearts with three kinds of stones. Three kinds of hearts with three kinds of stones. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala compared, he said, وَإِنَّ مِنَ الْحِجَارَةِ لَمَا يَتَفَجَّرُ مِنْهُ الْأَنْهَارِ This is the very soft heart. And then, وَإِنَّ مِنْهَا لَمَا يَشَّقَّكُ فَيَخْرُجُ مِنْهُ الْمَاءِ this is the type of heart that needs a little push. But the, also that type of heart is ready to accept the faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But after like an incident that happened in their lives. And I gave the example that people turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after a car accident or losing a child. Something that has to shake them to wake them up. And then they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a third type of heart, that heart that submits to Allah azza wa jal without practicing. And there are hopes in these three types of hearts. Then today insha'Allah ta'ala we have ayah number 75. 75 is a very deep ayah, very sensitive also. Uh, and Allah says, do you believers... They translate the word afatatma'un here as covet. Did you hear this word before? Covet? You hope, let's put hope. Okay? Hope that they will believe in your religion in spite of the fact that a party of them, a party of them, used to hear the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then they used to change it knowingly after they understood it. This is the ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks here about or talks to the believers. More specifically, he's talking to the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then Allah used a very, very uh, unique word. What is the root for afatatma'una? What is the root? What is the verb for that word? Tatma'una. Tama'a. What is tama'a in English? Huh? No, tama'a is not hope. Huh? Yes, greed. 
And this is, by the way, not a good attribute. And this is not a good quality to have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have says, there are so many other words that Allah could have used. Right? For example, أَفَتَعْمَلُونَ Amal, You wish. أَفَتَرْجُونَ You hope. رَجَاءً amal. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used أَفَتَطْمَعُونَ أَفَتَطْمَعُونَ What does this mean? أَفَتَطْمَعُونَ As we said, طَمَعْ is greed. It is as if the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were so concerned. You know, tama meaning you want something so bad. You want it so bad. This is the meaning of tama. Even though this even may not benefit you and it's not yours in the first place, but the subhanallah tells us that the companions of the Prophet were so concerned, were so desirous that those people accept faith and uh, and accept the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as the Prophet of Allah. And this is, by the way, one of the qualities of the da'iyah of Allah azza wa jal. Because simply when you give da'wah to the path of Allah, or when you invite people to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you must have that love for others. This is very important. Yani your heart from inside is so uh, kind of... You want those people because out of concern and out of love for them, and you are so concerned about them, you really want them to accept that message. And this is Allah talked about this in the Quran. Allah told the Prophet Muhammad, perhaps you would kill yourself because in grief, because they did not accept your message. Yani take it easy. But the Prophet ﷺ, because of his concern for humanity, he wanted everyone to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, the companions of the Prophet followed the same way. That's why Allah says, Not simply you're hoping or wishing, but actually kind of something that you're dying for. You want it so bad for them because you want to save them from the torment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The companions of the Prophet dealt with two groups of people. One in Mecca and the second in Al-Madina, right? The one in Mecca, we call them Quraysh. Quraysh had no experience whatsoever with a book, revelation, or a prophet. So you can, that the people of Quraysh were idol worshippers. Even they have lost completely the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Completely, they have lost the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam. The Kaaba from inside and outside was, was full of idols. More than 360 idols were around the Kaaba. So they have lost the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam. So like a prophet or angels or Jibreel or books were 100% new to them. You can say they have no history whatsoever with prophets, right? These are the people of Quraysh. Now you come to the people of Al-Madinah. The people of Al-Madinah, now you're dealing with the people of the book. Allah is talking about the people of the book. Why they are the people of the book? Because they have got books. Do you know what it means to have a book? 
And they know what it means to have a prophet. So they have knowledge of the prophets. They have knowledge of the last day. They believe in Musa. They have knowledge of Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, Adam alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam. So you know, subhanAllah, this is so for the companions of the Prophet they were so they were so excited. How so finally now that, that the audience in Mecca were so hard. So hard. Now we're coming to the people of the book, this easy people. Easy. This is exactly what the Sahaba were thinking about. Because someone has knowledge of the revelation of Allah Azza wa Imagine just I'll give an example. You talk to someone and then that person tells you, oh, by the way, my brother is Muslim. What you feel about, oh, oh really? Then you feel now your job is so easy. Or my father is Muslim. Or I have a cousin or a family member. So in your mind, that people must have a lot of information about with the deen. So then my job, my tax is so easy right now. So this is actually what the companions of the Prophet when they went to Medina, they were so excited. Now we're dealing with the people of the book and they are much, much easier than the people of Christ. People of Christ were idol worshippers. They have no clue about prophets and revelations. These people, they know what, what Adam, Isa, Ibrahim, Nuh, they have knowledge of those people. And the Sahaba felt that once we offer them that message, then inshallah ta'ala there will be no issues. Then Allah Azza wa Jal surprised them with this ayah. He says, أَفَتَطْمَعُونَ أَن يُؤْمِنُوا لَكُمْ you really are you wishing, hoping that they will accept your message? And then Allah gave something. Look, this ayah, as I said, I told you before, we explained the first half of the Jews in the, in, the, in the last year, or it took us a year to finish the first half. But if you look, this ayah came after many blessings and many favors that Allah has bestowed upon them. We talked about them to the point that you have seen a dead person coming back to life. What else do you need? Clouds follow you to give you shade. Food comes from heaven. A stone you carry with you when you travel. You put it on the ground, waters comes. Twelve springs. You lift it up, automatically. So a lot of things. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after that, and one after another, one after another, and Allah says, on top of that, on top of all this, there is something more than that. What is that? Okay, you're hoping that those people will accept your faith when a group from among them. They used to hear the speech of Allah directly. And this is, was not, it didn't happen to anyone but to a group of people from Bani Israel, right? You know that. So when the Torah was given to Musa alayhi salam, it was not only given to Musa, right? He took how many people with him? Huh? 70. The Quran said 70 people. 70 people in Surah Al-A'raf. The ayah says, وَاخْتَارَ مُوسَى قَوْمَهُ سَبْعِينَ رَجُلًا لِمِيقَتِنَ 70 knowledgeable people went with Musa to the mountain of Attur. And actually, not only they waited for him, but they heard the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly. This is what Allah says, يَسْمَعُونَ كَلَامَ اللَّهِ Not from the Prophet of Allah, but from Allah directly. And then after that, they changed it. So Allah says, are you hoping for them to accept you? This is what the Quran said. 
And the next, what they call it, uh, you can call it musiba, is when you change something after you understood it. You have the knowledge, right? But was, what was missing? The heart was not there. And this is the biggest problem. The Prophet said, you remember I told you in the last halak what controls the body more? The heart and the mind? The heart controls the body more according to the Quran. And the Prophet said, when the heart is sound, then everything else will be sound. And if the heart is corrupt, then everything after it will be corrupt. So Allah says, kalam Allah, and they change it after they have stood it. They stood, they understood the, the, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah gave another ayah briefly. He said, when they meet those who believe, they say we believe. And when they meet one another in private, they, shall, they, they say, shall you tell them what Allah has revealed to you? And then they will make a case against you in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't you understand what does this mean? Again, in the, in the, in Medina, you have Al-Aws and Al-Khazraj and the Jews, right? The two tribes and the Jews. And when the Prophet Sallallahu came to Medina, the Prophet was educating his companions, right? Talking to them about the Prophets of Allah. So when Muslims meet with the Jews and the people of the book in Medina, they narrate to them the knowledge of the Prophet. They said, oh, today, for example, we came to know about Prophet Adam salam, this and that. Then members from the Jews, they say, oh, yes. Actually, we have the same thing in our book. So what you have is actually is what we have. So they confirm what, what, what the Prophet is teaching. And then Allah says, وَإِذَا خَلَى بَعْضُهُمْ إِلَى بَعْضُ Once they go back to their elders, the knowledgeable, among them, they blame them for that. They say, أَتُحَدُّثُونَهُمْ بِمَا فَتَحَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكُمْ why are you telling them what you have in your book? Why are you what they call, giving them news of what Allah has opened up for you? Because if I meet with you and tell you, oh, the Quran says this about Adam, and you say, oh, yeah, we do have the same thing in our book, then I have made a case against you in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. Right? If you don't accept it, because my book is confirming what you have. So once they go back to the knowledgeable people, they said, don't talk to them. Because once you confirm what Muhammad is teaching them, then those people, what they do, يُحَاجُّوكُمْ بِهِ عِنْدَ رَبِّكُمْ They will make a case against you in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ Don't you understand? What does it mean? Meaning you conceal that knowledge. Some of them said the knowledge of the Prophet ﷺ because the Prophet is mentioned in the, in the previous books that Allah will send the Prophet and he gave the description. So don't talk to them about this. Conceal that knowledge completely. Because once you talk about it, then what happens is that, look, then you will make a case against them. That's why uh, the, the, once you meet anyone, anyone, and then you talk to that person about Islam, the message of Islam, and then you, you actually uh, uh, gave him that message in a clear way. That message has, the, the message of Islam reached him in a clear manner. Then this is became a hujjah against that person. 
against that person. It became a hujjah literally against him. That's it. You have no. When you give him the message in a very clear and pure way, clear manner, then this is what Allah is saying. It is as if they're telling them, just when you meet to them, act as if you do not know anything. You don't know what is going on whatsoever in their book. Because once you talk about it, yeah, you have this, we have this, then that means this book are kind of completing each other, something is going on. And then by doing that or they're saying this, then already you have confirmed that. So who Allah says, وَإِذَا خَلَى بَعْضُهُمْ إِلَى بَعْضٍ When they would go among each other in private or back to their leaders and, and knowledgeable people, they said, don't talk to them about this. أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ Don't you understand? So these are the two, subhanAllah, ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about. So the first ayah talk about that, you wish for them to believe in what you have, and a group of them used to change the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after they heard it directly from Allah azza wa jal. And then the second thing is that concealing the knowledge. This is, you know, when the Prophet sallallahu said, the one who has like an, the, the, the weight of an atom of, of arrogance in his heart will not enter Jannah. The weight of kibir, weight of an atom, and it's a like nothing. And the Sahaba became so concerned because we all, for some reasons, have some egos and stuff like that. They said, Ya Rasulullah, a man likes to dress good and look good and drive a good car, maybe live in a good house and this and that, but that person. And the Prophet said, no, no, this is not the, this is not the meaning. Indeed, Allah is beautiful and he loves beauty. Allah jameel, yuhibbul jamal. But al-kibr, al-kibr, two things. Batarul haqq, when you conceal the truth, when you hide the truth, you know the haqq, but you don't talk about it. And number two, nas, then you, you're thinking that you are better and higher than everyone. This is the meaning of kibr. So one of the meaning of the kibr is when you conceal the truth. You conceal the haqq. You know that this is the truth, but for some benefits, for whatever, you don't talk about. You hide it completely. And this is what is happening in, in this ayah. They are actually admonishing them. Like when you tell your son, don't you understand? How come you do that? Don't you understand? How dare you do that? Now you're putting us in trouble. Why you do that? And then just don't talk about it. Subhanallah. And uh, this is so, uh, so amazing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us a conversation that took place amongst each other. We did not know this if it wasn't for the Quran. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is revealing something that happened between them. Even Muslims do not see that. But Allah said, this is what happens when they meet with you and they go back to their leader. This is exactly what I'm telling you. Hear what is going on amongst each, each other. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us, Allahumma. We ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant his hidayah and his guidance to each and every one, Allahumma. We ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala 
to make us firm upon his religion. Allah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from all types of fitness, all types of trials, what we see and what we do not see. Allahumma ameen. Barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullahu khayyam.